Hey guys, welcome to the Remember Truth Podcast. Our hope is to inspire you to hide God's Word in your heart through scripture memorization. Each week, we will cover a new piece of scripture and memorize it as a community. Matthew 4, 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So join us as we learn the Word of God together. Hey, Sonia. Hey, Rizal. What's up? How are you today? I am so good. And I feel like it's been so long since we've been on the mic. So it feels good to be back. I know you're back from Italy. Yes, back from Italy. And I promise I will go into how the trip went. It was amazing. But before we begin, Rizal, you have to tell everyone about our conversation (laughs) earlier. Please. You guys, we've had the craziest day. Levi woke up at like 545, which is super early. I mean, he's an early baby, but like, you know, that's earlier than normal. Poor baby had a terrible diaper rash, like terrible. So red first one. He hasn't had one. Yeah. In over a year. So anyways, we decided, you know what? We need to like, let him air it out. He needs to... (laughs) He needs to be diaper which, free. Which did you like look that up or? Yes, yes, I did. Okay. And it was okay. kind of just like intuitive, like, you know, the moisture and all that whole. Oh my like, gosh. I thought we were going to give a trigger warning for that word. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I apologize to anyone. Do you not like, like that word? <laughs> oh my God. People don't like that word, but also just the imagery. Sorry. <laughs> I think because you're a mom, you're like desensitized to all of that. But even okay, I okay, felt okay. a little uncomfortable. So anyways, I, Sonia and I were just having a conversation. So I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to FaceTime her while this is going on. So Levi had already pooped once out of his, well, he was naked. So he'd already pooped <laughs> once inside the house. I cleaned that up and I was like, okay, it's fine. So I, I brought him into his room, which I should not have done because his entire room is covered with a, like a really big rug. Yeah, the cutest rug. Yes. And so Sunday and I are talking, everything's fine. Then all of a sudden he like farts and I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, I think he pooped. And and so I look and there's poop everywhere. Like it's on the, it's on his rug. It's on my clothes. I'm trying to pick it up. And as I like pick him up, August comes over and like tries to lick the poop. August is Rizal's dog. (laughs) Yes. Oh yeah. So I am dying over here. Yeah. So August is trying to eat it. Levi is crying. Like it was terrible. So I had to hang up and I was like, yeah, what is happening? (laughs) And I had to clean it all up and yeah. Okay. But then what else happened later? (laughs) When Levi picked up his poop? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) The poop he had earlier (laughs) when I, when I went to go get him, he had poop on his lip. So I'm afraid that he ate some of his poop. <laughs> like tried to. Oh, definitely uh, tried to. He definitely tried to. He was on his face. <laughs> it was just so funny because I'm just over here like having a normal work day, just like getting work done. And Rizal FaceTimes me and <laughs> the phone like drops, I think. <laughs> just like, no, no. <laughs> and Levi just like pooping and crying and uh. It was I just felt so bad. A sight to saw, see. Just a normal day, you know. Just a, a normal mom. day as a mom. Gosh, you're amazing. Shout out to you and all the moms out there <laughs> who handle that kind of stuff on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. <laughs> Today was definitely one of our rougher mornings, but honestly, he's much better now. 
So I'm just glad that he's feeling better. <laughs> Look at you. Oh, that's so sweet. You're such okay. a good mom. That's Aww. amazing. But just, it was a sight to see. And I just could not believe I was laughing so hard. The fact that you got to see all of that unfold was just hilarious. Thank you for sharing that with everyone, letting them in on the day-to-day of what it is like to be a mom. Um, But yes, this week, Nate and I came back from Italy. We were there for a total of nine days, which was so amazing. We started off in Rome, then went to Florence, Positano, and then back to Rome to fly out. Um, And we actually got an extra day, an unplanned extra day on our trip because our flight got canceled, which was kind of a bummer initially. And then we were like, we were laying in bed. We were going to, we were going to get up to, to get our stuff and go. And then Nate was like, Oh no, like our flight got canceled. Um, so we were a little bummed just because we were looking forward to being back home and like getting back into a routine, but we snapped out of it quickly and we were like, Oh my gosh, like we're in Rome. We love Rome. We have another day in our honeymoon. Like, let's go enjoy. So we got ready quickly, got up and like really enjoyed our last day in Rome, which was amazing. But the entire trip was great. I was telling our friends yesterday that when we got back on Monday, I went to work and Nate went to work and I missed him so much Like while he was gone. Yes. And you were just used to being with him. We were just used to being together, spending literally every second of every day together. And so he came home and I like gave him the biggest hug and he was like, I missed you all day. Mm -hmm. So I did not expect this trip to have that like impact on us. Of course, like we were doing, like our marriage is is doing well. So we were doing well um, on the trip before the trip, but I just feel like we're even stronger now because we just were reminded of the love we have for each other, our just like solid friendship. Like we laughed so much together. We just like have a really good time together. He truly is my best friend. So um, yeah, I'm just so grateful that we got to do that, that we got to see the world together and yeah, we made a lot of really great memories and oh my gosh, ate so much food. Did like, you have gelato? Are you kidding? Every day, literally yeah. I had gelato every day and pasta every day. So, um, we're definitely like doing a cleanse now <laughs> because we just like, we really did overeat and everyone says like, oh, but you'll be fine. Cause you'll walk so much, but man, I think we really went to town on that pasta. <laughs> so um, anyway, it was just really fun. All so beautiful. And yeah, I'm just super grateful for the time that we had together. That sounds so special. I'm glad that it ended up being romantic and reminding you of like, like your love for each other. So, okay. Just share like your favorite thing or one of the best things that you did. One of the best things that we did. Okay. We, so I think I mentioned this before, but we did a pasta making class in Florence mm-hmm. And honestly, that really was a highlight of the trip. We got to go inside of the home of someone who like lives in Italy and is a chef there. And so she just like invited us and six other people into her home and we made pasta from scratch. But I would say another really cool thing that's not really relevant to Italy, but on our last night there, I told you we were a little bit bummed and we like wanted to go home, but we were like, no, we're going to enjoy the last day. And Nate is a huge Dallas Cowboys fan Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we had walked by this bar multiple times and we noticed that they played like American football games yeah and so we called them asking if they were going to play the Cowboys game and they're like definitely like please come so we went and watched the game um we met another couple while we were there and they were hanging out with their family they were really sweet well 
we ended up talking for like three or four hours and also yeah talking with this couple for three or four hours then also went to dinner after the game and I don't know how it happened but we just got into like pretty serious conversation and they ended up telling us that they are post-Christian so they were Christians and then kind of started deconstructing their faith and now just have different views and so the whole time I'm like praying Nate's like talking to them we both are trying to encourage them and anyway it was a really cool conversation and I thought like wow God like you knew what you were doing canceling our flight and like having us be here to meet these people um and they just brought up like a lot of church hurt and things that they had gone through but I was just so grateful that they would share that with us and also at the end of it they said like wow like you know we don't meet a lot of Christians like you like thank you for hearing us out and not judging us and and yeah it was just a huge encouragement to Nate and I and to see that the Lord could just like use use us on like a honeymoon you know it just was so clear to me that like God like can can do whatever he wants, you know, with our time, whenever he wants. And so I'm just grateful that we got to have that conversation too. So that's not really related to Italy, but something really cool that happened while we were in Italy. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I'm hearing all of this for the first time because we actually haven't talked about your Italy trip. So yeah, I can't wait to hear more about it, but that sounds so special. And I'm like, that's just amazing. I'm so excited that the Lord got to use you in that way. Yeah, it was really sweet, but it's really hard to pick like one specific moment. Everything was so beautiful. And really my favorite part was just spending quality time with Nate and seeing, seeing a new place with him. So anyway, God is good. And I'm so grateful that we finally got to go on our honeymoon. Thank you so much for sharing that story, Senya. What do you say that we introduce the verse of the week? Sounds great. Okay, guys, actually, we brought this verse up last week. We did. Last week's episode before Senya was getting ready to go to Italy um, you know, she was talking about struggling with the clothes that she's going to wear and worrying about pictures and all that. So we decided that she should memorize Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Senya, did you actually memorize this verse? No, I did not. And I'm so <laughs> sad. And we will get into during the podcast why I wish I would have memorized it, but I'm so excited that I'm going to do it this week. Yeah, I think it's good, even though maybe it wasn't super helpful for you then, like just um, thinking back on your trip and all yeah. the feelings that you had, just all that you'll be able to add to this conversation now. So let me go ahead and read it and then you can pray over it and we'll go ahead and get started. So the verse is Matthew six nineteen through 21, and we are doing the ESV version. And it says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Amazing. Okay, I will pray, and then we will get started talking about the verse. God, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you, Lord, that you pursue us daily and make yourself known to us. Father, we thank you that you chase after us, Lord, and want an intimate relationship with us. Father, I pray that you would speak through Rizal and I, that you would encourage our listeners and encourage us, Father. It's so hard um, to be on this earth and to not have divided hearts, Lord, and to long for so many other things in you, Lord. So I pray that you would help us to long for you and you alone and find full contentment in you. We love you. Amen. 
Amen. So quickly, I'm just going to go over the context. So our verse is found between Matthew chapters five and seven, five through seven. And that those specific chapters are the Sermon on the Mount. So Jesus gave a sermon on the side of a mountain. So that's why it's called the Sermon on the Mount. And basically the sermon was just about how to live a life that is dedicated to and pleasing to the Lord. And so our specific section that we are talking about is just about laying up treasures in heaven rather than laying them up on earth. Amazing. Thank you for that. Okay, Rizel, what were your initial thoughts when reading this scripture? Anything that came to mind? Anything that was convicting to you? Yeah, I think the first thing that came to mind was it's, you know, where it says, do not lay it for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. I thought about okay, all of the things that we collect in this life, whether it be clothes or a house or jewelry or cars, like whatever it is, material things, they will all one day like go to waste or in yeah. their value diminishes as we have them and they can easily be stolen. I just thought about how much more value treasures in heaven are, right? Like how can we commit our time and our resources and our talents to storing up treasures in heaven versus gathering treasures here on the earth. Yes, I was reading something that said like whenever you see someone like being driven to their funeral, you never see like a wagon or a car or something else filled with all their belongings going in with them mm-hmm. um because you can't take anything with you and it just really did remind me that like wow, I personally can spend so much time thinking about treasures here on earth and that it's so, so fleeting. And I think that we can be deceived into thinking that they are more valuable. Like the treasures that we have here on earth are going to be, are more valuable than the things that we're going to get in heaven. And I think that we just need that mind shift of like, Lord, help us not to think um, in the, like, let us not think short term, but let us think long term. Let us think about things that are permanent. Mm-hmm. about things that are permanent about things that are heavenly um that way we're not always searching for treasure here on earth that we're just longing for the greater treasure that we're going to have in heaven yeah for sure i also think it's important to note that like it, these things that we want or have they're not necessarily bad they're not intrinsically right. bad but i just i love that it's kind of pointing out to us that there also, there is no ultimate value in them because we don't take them with us when we die and they can easily be taken away from us. And so I just think it's important that instead of focusing all of our time and attention and money and all the resources that the Lord gives us onto things that could easily be taken away, um, he's just redirecting us and saying like, focus on the things that, that actually matter, that actually will last in this life and into um, eternity. I love Trevor, um, for his heart towards just material things and money in general. I love that he leads our family in that way because he always says like money's neutral. Like these things are neutral. And I'm like, no, they're Mm. not like, it's good. It's good to have more money. (sighs) He's like, no, it actually isn't like money is neutral and how you use it and how you spend it. Like that's what matters. And Mm -hmm. so I just love that heart behind it, that it really isn't bad or good. It's just, how are we stewarding it? And are we using it to further the kingdom? That is such a good point and a beautiful thing for Trevor to recognize and for us to recognize as believers that these things are not bad in and of themselves, but they can be 
become bad when they become ultimate Mm -hmm. or when we're using them, not for the glory of the Lord, but for the glory of ourselves. And I feel like that is just a very fine line there between Mm -hmm. the material things that we long for and the treasures that we have here on earth. I think this doesn't just have to be like, oh, clothing, jewelry, bags, like that, that kind of materiality. I think it can also be just any idol, like wanting success, wanting to be loved, wanting to be approved of. All of these things aren't bad in and of themselves, but when they become the ultimate thing and when they are what we love and treasure most, Mm -hmm. and when they are more so about bringing us glory than bringing the Lord glory, I think that's when it becomes something that is harmful. So I wanted to ask you, as you were reading this and you're reflecting on what you treasure and what you love, what are some of those things that came up for you? Yeah, that's a really good question. So This actually got me thinking about, so recently I decided to delete all of my like clothing apps, all of the like shopping apps, like like to know it, which if you don't know what like to know it is, it's basically like all of the influencers post every single thing that they buy, you know, clothing, home decor, all that stuff. And I literally used to use it like this, like a social media, like I would scroll it and look for the things that I wanted to buy. And my heart and my mind would be so consumed on like my home and what it looked like and what I still needed or the clothes that I needed. And I knew every single month, like, okay, next month with my, um, budget that Trevor gives me to buy like clothes, this is exactly what I'm going to get. Like, I always knew what I was going to get next. And so this verse, like actually really challenged me a few months ago to just get rid of all of that. And it's just been so cool because, lately, like my mind has not been on material things at all. And I actually told Trevor the other day, like, it's crazy. I haven't thought about like what our home looks like in so long, like the clothes that I need in so long. And so it's just a cool reminder that, um, like what we focus on is so impactful and influential to, um, just our actions because our focus leads to action. So it's like, what is our mind on right? and what maybe do we need to take away, um, so that we can have our mind on the Lord instead. Yeah. I was reminded of a Jonathan Pecluda quote, and he says, pay attention to what you pay attention to. So I just think it would be interesting if like Throughout the day, we wrote down Mm -hmm. some of our thoughts like on an hourly basis because I think that they would really reveal what we spend most of our time thinking about. And then it'll also show us what our greatest treasure is, right? Because the thing that you dwell on and think about the most is the thing that you value Mm -hmm. the most. And I'm sure that like for me and for a lot of people, it wouldn't be the Lord. I wouldn't constantly be thinking about his word and his character and his glory, but I would be caught up with thinking about myself and things that I desire. So I just think that it would show us like, hey, your love is out of whack. Like your love is not directed towards the Lord. It's directed towards something on this earth that really won't bring you pleasure. So I think it's awesome that you were able to recognize that. Like I'm spending so much time thinking about what I want next. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that part of that was like, hey, when I get this thing, I'm going to feel a certain way. I'm going to be happier. I'm going to be more fulfilled. I'm going to look like these, these girls who have these cute outfits or whatever, whatever that may be. Um, and then when you got rid of it, you notice like, wow, my mind really isn't on these things anymore. Like it just shows, it just shows that like when you take control of your mind, like how that can also change the desires of your heart as well. Um, and I just thought it was so interesting that right after this verse, 
um, Jesus talks about not being able to serve two masters. He says you can't serve God and money. But I also think, again, that that money like can be expanded to so many other things. You can't serve God and the desire to be like the most beautiful or to have all the best clothing or to be admired by everyone or to be the most successful. Like you have to choose one or the other. It's just impossible to serve two masters. And that was something that was so convicting to me as I was reading this I thought oh my gosh the other master is me because all of these treasures on earth that I want ultimately are to bring me glory right because I have noticed just being honest here that and I told my community group this week that I spend so much time thinking about myself so much time thinking about my appearance what I look like throughout the day if I like tracked the amount of times that I look at myself in a mirror during the day, I think that would be very telling. And honestly, yeah. I would be embarrassed to do so. Um, or if I tracked, you know, how many times I got on a website and like looked at clothing or coveted somebody else's clothing on Instagram or their life, or whatever it may be, I would just be so telling. And so it was so convicting to me. And I just, I just felt that God was like, Hey, you are the other master. Wow. Like you are the other master and you cannot serve both. Like I have to be it. And so my prayer for myself and for others is that we would find that thing like what is the thing that that I run to for joy Mm -hmm. that is that is making me serve God less right and it's actually like yeah I mean like the Bible literally says it's impossible you can't serve two masters so I'm just asking myself like are we truly devoting our lives to the Lord are we truly serving him if we're have if we have divided hearts Right. That's such a good question. And I love that you have been kind of thinking on this and realize that like you do want so much of the glory for yourself and that there there is a struggle between serving yourself and serving the Lord. Um, I think that the Lord here is just focused on like where our loyalty lies, right? Yes. Like, are we loyal to him and do we put all of our effort into making him known or is it so that we can make ourselves known. And you're right. It does say like, you cannot do both going back to what you said earlier about really thinking about yourself a lot, or like doing things because of how you want other people to see you. Um, you know, one question to ask yourself is what is motivating you? Is it your own glory that is motivating you? Or is it the glory of the Lord in first Corinthians 10 31, Paul says, whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is a Lord Christ you are serving. And I just Mm -hmm. love that in every situation and every decision that we are making, whether it be buying stuff or not, or just, you know, in your work, in your day to day, am I doing this to serve the Lord or am I doing it to serve myself? And am I storing up treasures here on the earth or am I storing up treasures in heaven? No, that's a wonderful question. And I think it's just a great heart check because with the Holy Spirit's help, like we know, I think when our motives are wrong, there have been times in my life where I have served someone or given them a compliment or helped them with something, knowing that I'm doing it to make myself feel better. Mm. Not because I actually want to serve the Lord, right? Mm. Or I have like in community group, I'll say something that I think will be encouraging to someone, not because I want to help them, but because I want to seem wise. So I think that this just like expands to a lot of different areas. Like, 
am I doing this to serve the Lord or is my motive wrong? Am I doing this to serve myself? And I think those questions will bring us back to what are you treasuring? Mm -hmm. Is it, is this more so to build you up or is it to build the Lord up? Yeah. So I want to ask you, you said you're going to come back to the Italy trip. Oh yeah. What, what happened on the Italy trip? Oh my gosh. Thank you for asking because I really do wish that I would have memorized this verse beforehand and taking and just taking your advice. So I'm like bummed that I didn't take it. So for all of you listening, like take the advice of your friends and your sisters in Christ. But um, while I was there, we had a beautiful time. It was so wonderful, but my sin and my temptations did follow me. So on the first three days of the trip, I was just asking Nate to take so many pictures of me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we're on our honeymoon and I'm asking you to take pictures of me by myself. Um, but anyway, finally we got to Florence and we went to the Duomo and it's a beautiful, beautiful building. And we sat down to have lunch right in front of the Duomo. It's like a stunning view. And Nate takes a few pictures of me and shows them to me. And I just immediately start critiquing all the pictures saying like, oh my gosh, like I hate this vein in my forehead and my nose is this and my teeth are this and that. And just being mean to myself, honestly. And he just looks at me and he's like, okay, I like need to talk to you. And I think that we need to rein it in. Like we've taken so many pictures the last three days and and some of it's been really fun, but mostly you don't like the pictures that we're taking. I spend a few minutes taking pictures of you and all you do is negatively critique like yourself and say hurtful things about yourself. And I don't want that anymore. And like, it's not bringing me joy on this trip. So he was very honest with me and I felt a little bit defensive. I was like, are you kidding? I was like, are you kidding? I'm doing so much better than any other person would be. But that was just pride. Um, And I did take it to heart. And I was grateful that he shared that with me. But I realized that my appearance is a huge idol Mm -hmm. to me. And, And how I come across to other people is a huge idol. So even after those three days, I, it was a fight in my mind. Any time I wore a new outfit or anytime we were in a new city, it was a fight in my mind to remind myself that there is joy in just being grateful for the gifts the Lord has given me as something in my mind was making me think like, if I'm pretty, then I'll enjoy this trip even more. Like I'll be, I'll, I'll be even more joyful and I'll be even more delighted. And it was just a lie. Like I could be delighted in the Lord himself. Right. And I could enjoy the gifts he had given me without needing to have glory for myself and be the prettiest girl on the street or or whatever um, it may be. So it was a really, it was a really tough fight. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just, I was sad that it was taking up a lot of like my mental energy, but I was also grateful for the conviction in my heart. And also I think what it did was show me, show me how much of an idol it was because I had been wanting to go on this trip for years. And it's one of the most beautiful trips I've ever been on. And I felt the Lord saying like, I have given you this gift and you're still, the thing that you're longing for is not this, but it's glory for yourself. Like you think you'd be happier if you were just prettier. Like if you just had better clothing and Um, it just showed me like, wow, I really do put so much hope in myself and I find so much joy in, honestly, I think just having glory for myself that it even stole 
away joy from like a beautiful country and a beautiful place that the Lord had made for me to enjoy. Yeah. What has been like your prayer and just, you know, as you're processing everything that you're feeling and struggling with going into this week and, and thinking about this first, you know, what do you want to change? What do you want to be different? Yeah, I was talking to a friend about this last night and she actually said the same thing to me. Like I, because I told her that at the end of the day, I wanted glory for myself and I wanted to be approved of and I wanted to be accepted and I wanted to be admired. And she said, I don't think any of those things are, are bad desires. Like I think we're human and we're made with those desires, but I just have seen them become the ultimate thing. And just like this verse is saying where your treasure is, your heart is there also. And that's mm-hmm. where my heart is. So I I just truly want my heart to be in glory for the Lord. And I want my ultimate joy to come from him. I want to be so satisfied in him that I don't look for it in other places. Um, so yeah, I just, my hope and my prayer is that I wouldn't have to serve two math. Like I wouldn't have to serve two masters anymore that I could fully serve the Lord and find my joy in him and, and know that, and truly know and truly believe that in him, I, there is fullness of joy and there is complete whole joy that I don't have to go searching for in other places. Yeah, that's good. That's such a good prayer. And I'm just, thank you for sharing that being vulnerable. I know that's not easy. And I feel like a lot of women can, can relate to that feeling of not feeling, you know, like pretty enough or good enough and desiring that they looked different than they do. Um, I just think that's really cool that the Lord has used this first, even after your trip to encourage you and kind of get you thinking on, um, you know, just convicting you and, and kind of spurring you on to, to be better and to love him better and to choose him over, um, all those things that you could be idolizing. Yeah. Thank you. And I also just want to encourage our listeners to do the same, like really check your heart and ask the Lord to to make it known to you. What is the thing that you are treasuring more than you're treasuring him? And I want to read something that I read from a desiring God article and we can link it in the show notes, but the writer wrote um, that the fight of faith in the Christian life is a fight for delight. And it often involves denying ourselves pleasure, but only denying ourselves a lesser viler pleasure in order to have a much higher pleasure. So often we're going to have to deny ourselves, like whatever that thing is that the Lord reveals to you, that it's a, that it's a, an idol in your life. You're going to have to deny yourself from it. And you're going to have to like Rizal did get rid of the apps, <laughs> you know, like maybe for you, it's get off of Instagram or if it's make your budget for clothing less, or maybe don't buy anything new for a year. And you have to deny yourself of that pleasure. But I think in denying ourselves, and we're going to actually realize that there's a much higher pleasure. There's something that's so much better. And that's, that's God himself. So I think the last question is really, how do we store up treasure in heaven? Because Jesus warns us, you know, don't store up your treasure on earth where things can easily be stolen and taken away. And when you die, none of that is taken with you. So it just got me thinking about like, okay, in my day to day, how can I store up treasures in heaven? And I think it just comes down to like, committing our time, our resources, our money, our, our talents, our mind to the work of the Lord. So, you know, where we could be thinking about things that we desire or that we still need, like we could be focusing our attention on how do we serve the Lord? How do we benefit his kingdom? 
Totally. And that's something that the Lord himself helps us with. And I just wanted to read a few verses that time and time again, like the Lord says in scripture, like he wants to be our greatest delight in Psalm 86, 11, it says, teach me your way, O Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. The Lord wants us to have an undivided heart to, to love him and to give him all of our devotion. Um, and then we also have in Psalm 34, eight, taste and see that the Lord is good. Psalm 37, four, delight yourself in the Lord. Philippians four, four, rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. We want to be delighting in him seeing that he is good, rejoicing in his goodness. And if our mind is constantly cluttered and taken up by all of these other idols that we have, it's going to be so hard to see him for who he is because we're going to constantly be searching for it in other places. So I think also just going to the Lord and asking him truly, like make it known to me what it is that I need to give up in my life and, and make these changes in me so that I can delight myself in you. That's so good. Ultimately delighting in him is what is going to bring us the most joy. So I want to wrap up reading a quote from David Guzik. I read his commentary all the time. I do too. I love his commentary. It's so, so nice. If you guys um, need like helpful commentary and enduring word commentary is great. And he literally like, I think has commentary on the entire Bible, which is amazing. But anyways, relating to this verse, he says to lay up for yourselves treasures on earth is also to doom yourself to a life of frustration and emptiness regarding material things. The secret to happiness is not more, it is contentment. And so Mm -hmm. I just thought that was so powerful that when we just, when we decide to lay up treasures on earth, he says it leads to frustration and emptiness. And and I know that to be true in my heart because anytime that I get something that I desire, it never fulfills me in the way that I want it to. And it does make me very frustrated and empty and searching for the next thing. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to be searching for the next thing. And I don't want to put my hope in material things, but I want to put my hope in the Lord and ultimately like, that's where I get all my joy. And if I could just be content with the things that I have now, like, how much more will I be able to enjoy the Lord for who he is, right? That's so good because we're all searching for that. We're all searching for that joy and that happiness and that contentment. And truly it is found in the Lord. And what a grace that he also shows us that by like allowing us to be frustrated by the things, giving us the things that we want, and then allowing us to be frustrated with like, this isn't it. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. I've seen that in my life. Time and time again, and I just think it's the Lord being like, hey, like in a loving way, I told you, like, please come to me. Like this thing that you think is going to bring you joy is not going to. But if you come to me, run to me, focus on me, I promise you, you will find it. Wow. That's so good. So good. Okay, y'all. So we hope that this verse is encouraging to you. We hope that you take time um, to to just ask yourself these tough questions. Maybe Think about what you're thinking about. What do you find yourself dwelling on? Maybe jot it down throughout the day. Think about the stuff that you talk about the most with your friend, with your family members, with your coworkers, um, and focus on what it is that the Lord is telling you that you may need to lay down and that you may need to say no to so that you can find ultimately find your pleasure in him. We love you. We hope you have a wonderful week memorizing this scripture and we will see you back next week. Yes. Join us next week as we cover a new piece of scripture. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.
Thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at remember.truth and you can join our Remember Truth Facebook group. The purpose of the group is to foster accountability and create community around memorizing scripture. Click the link in our show notes and head over to join. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so you never miss an episode. See y'all next week.